Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. We are in uh, a second Sunday talking about vision, the vision 2020 vision, sorry, 2024 vision. Uh, we had a 2020 vision for so long that I forgot that it's now 2024. Um, <laughs> uh, 2024, a vision for our, our, our church all across with all of our locations, all of the entire church. We're pressing in this year to see a year of spiritual formation. And uh, I know I'm excited about that, seeing that happen in our lives and grow that way. But I, I, I want to kind of, before I kind of review that again and kind of talk about that again, I, I want to talk for a few minutes on the power of vision, on just how important it is to see things. I, I've discovered something about, uh, about people, is not all people have the same kind of imaginations. And, and not everybody can see things the way other people can see things. I, I know that for me, I'm a, I'm a visual processor. So seeing things actually comes quite easy. If you tell, if you describe something to me, I can usually see it or I can imagine what something will look like before it's done. Um, you know, I, I, I look at, you know, our building here and, you know, we're slowly filling up the building and I can see what another building would look like here. I have no problem seeing that. I can see, you know, uh, uh, you know greater numbers of people. I can see all that kind of stuff. But not everybody does that. My wife has a harder time doing those kinds of things. She says, you know, I'll try to describe to her how I want to change the house or I want to change something in the, in the kitchen or I want to change something. And she'll say, uh, you need to draw me a picture. You need to, you need to show me what, you know, I can't, I can't imagine it. I can't see it. I, I, I can see it once you draw a picture for me. And so everybody has different kinds of ability to envision things but we go about different process, different, different ways. But when we get that picture, when we get that vision in front of us of what we want to be, what our life is going to be like, what God's going to do in our life, when we get that, we inevitably, by nature, we move towards what we see. You know, you, sometimes you hear, you know, uh, you know, joking there on a movie or whatever, don't move towards the light. You know, when, if you're unconscious, don't, don't walk towards the light. Come on, look at, look at me today. I know it's cold outside, but it doesn't have to be cold in here too, all right? Warm it up a little bit, all right? Uh, and, and, you know, don't walk towards like, well, you know, because by nature, we, work, we walk towards what we see. We, we walk towards the goal. We walk towards what we see. So a vision and an imagination and being able to see a future of you and what God wants to do in your life is important because you walk towards that. In um, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, and I'm reading this in the English Standard Version. It says, and many of you have heard this verse before. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds the wisdom's instruction. Some of you may have grown up with the King James Bible, and you'll have heard it, where there is no vision, people perish. Uh, where, so how many, wave at me if you've heard that before. Where there's no vision, people perish. Good. All right. Uh, and... There is so much in this, the intent of this verse, or what's kind of behind this verse, is this idea that where there's no godly projection of for your future, where, God, where you don't have a sense of where God wants you to go, there's no revelation, there's no vision. When you don't have that sense, people live undisciplined and unintentional and live by default. Does that make sense? 
So it says we're unrestrained, and actually the sense of that is even more undisciplined, or things can get out of hand. If you don't know where you're going, any way will get you there. And vision, and the power of vision is that it gives us a destination to go for. That's why when we live our lives with a greater purpose than our own lives, we can do things that we would never do if we're only living for ourselves. Because we live for a future, and as, as the church, we are, we are future-oriented. When we came into the kingdom of God, when we believed Jesus, we suddenly got a future orientation because we believe not just for today, but for a future with him. Right. There was a vision, and there's a power in that kind of vision. So I, I often think about what do I see in my future? I'm very intentional uh, a lot of times. I'm very intentional about what I see in my future because I want to be what I see. And for a church, I want us to be what we see. I shared last Sunday, and for those of you who weren't here, I shared uh, what I see or what we see the church, our church, looking like uh, in the future uh, and moving towards it. I'm, I'm going to just take a few minutes to share that again. Uh, because I think it's, it's just important that we hear this. And so here's what we'll be as a church. We will be a spirit-filled community of tenacious followers of Jesus. I love that. In multiple locations throughout the Thompson Okanagan. We'll love being together because our gatherings will be fun, marked by the presence of God, energetic worship, and sound preaching. And I did say that I'm calling on all you fun people to do the fun stuff. Because that's the one that I don't see in me. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the fun person, you know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the introvert. I'm the kind of in the corner. I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe throwing out a few snide remarks from time to time. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. Come on. And, uh, you know, I, but I, I, you, know you, you don't go to me for fun. Uh, but together, hey, we're going to have fun together. I think church should be fun. You should feel better when you leave than when you come. I don't want to go to church to feel bad when I go home. I want to go to church to see people so I feel better when I go home. I mean, the week is hard enough. Amen? Yeah. I mean, the week's hard. So we come to church, we enjoy. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have that sense of fun. We'll, we'll courageously wrestle with the scripture without, setting, uh, without settling for simple cliches because we want to live biblically in our complicated world, but we won't do life alone. Let's, I, I can take a minute to talk about that. Because here's, here's the thing. I, I think in church, a lot of times, we've just kind of settled for some simple cliches. And they don't work. And, I, you know, here's, here's something I learned about the Bible, not recently, but a long time ago, is that even after reading it, sometimes I'm still wrestling to find the answer. But if we don't wrestle with the questions and don't wrestle with the issues and don't wrestle with the, with the difficulties and don't wrestle with the things that don't neatly fit into our cliches, then we never grow. So we're going to wrestle with those things, uh, but we won't do it alone. We will serve as teams, study as groups. Everyone will know someone. Does everybody know someone in here today? I just want to say how we're doing. Come on, wave at me if you know somebody in here today. All right. Uh, okay. 85% and 20% introverts. All right. Uh, we'll be, everyone will know someone. We'll be as diverse as heaven. Diverse as heaven. We're going to be, we want to see heaven here on earth. I want, I, I, we want to see such diversity here. 
uh, in our church that, that we have people from every walk of life, every nation around the world. We want to be just as diverse in heaven as uh, diverse here as we are in heaven. And every unique God-given gift will be valued. That's what Pastor Kim was talking about. We'll, we'll dem we will demonstrate our generosity in giving and practically but understatedly serving our local communities with contagious love. And since the world needs leaders, we'll develop them here. But above all, we'll live our lives together for one purpose, to hear our Savior say, well done. Isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? We want to, no matter what we do, my my end goal, my end game for my life, for our life, is that we will hear Jesus say, good job. Yeah. Well done. I know some of you in the room here, you need a lot of affirmation. So you deliver that affirmation of Jesus saying, hey, you're, you're good. You're good. You did a good job. You're well done. It's well done. I'm happy you got here. And uh, so we want to live our lives for the applause of the king, not for the applause of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So our vision for the church, what I see the church being. You know, I, I, I like reading that over because uh, that's the kind of church I want to be part of. That's, that's exactly what I want to be part of. And I, and I get the privilege of being able to help create that environment. And you get the privilege of being able to create that environment. Together, we can be exactly that. So I shared our mission statement, and I'm going to share it again. Uh, it's, it's that we are partnering with God to develop spirit-driven, tenacious followers of Jesus. I believe we can be a kind of people who don't give up. Anybody ever struggle with any part of Christianity? Come on. You, you, you're really going to help me out here today. I mean, both hands up. Yeah, come on, and feet. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I struggle with it all the time. I had the privilege, and I'll share a little bit more about this later, but one of the things that we're doing alongside of our year of spiritual uh, transformation is we've set up a, a podcast just to carry those messages and a little extra bonus content that I call, uh, that we're calling uh, Ask a Theologian. And so I had a, I actually did the first podcast interview this week, and, and one of the things that came up is he, is uh, the, the theologian I was interviewing, he said, you know, he said, sometimes people don't know how to deal with paradox. Two things, he said, we, we call them contradictions because we can't accept paradox. But I'll tell you what, that's where we have to wrestle with. So we go, well, I, I've had some problems. I've had some struggles trying to figure this out. And, but the thing is this, I'm committed to Jesus, so I understand that I won't know all the answers. I'm committed to living for Jesus because I know that I won't have the answers because I'm not God. And God's still got some mystery. And if I can understand God, I don't want to serve a God that I understand. I don't want God so small as my thinking. Right? So, but that means I'm going to wrestle with some things. That means I'm going to have some struggles with some things. That means I'm not going to understand some things. But my commitment is to be a tenacious Jesus follower. Tenacious Jesus follower. So, when we talk about vision today, I, I, I want to kind of preface by saying I, I think the vision, the power of our vision, is that we're better together. In... Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. I love this little passage. It's interesting because it says two are better than one 
because they have a good return for their labor. That's kind of interesting. Seems like you're more successful together than you are by yourselves. If either of them falls down, one can help the other one up. Oh, that's good because nobody here ever falls down. Nobody here ever spiritually makes mistakes. Nobody here messes up. Well, if we do it together, then somebody can help us go along and get up and keep going. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. That's true. That's tragic. What is the greatest epidemic in our world today? Loneliness. We have social media, and yet we're more lonely than ever. But not here. Well, not here, because we're committed together. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. That's true. Don't careful how you go with this one. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. We stand together. We support each other. We defend each other. Right? Let's be people that are worth defending. Right? A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The writer to the Ecclesiastes, called the preacher, he's, he's talking about this better together. We're, we're better together. There's things about life and following Jesus that's simply better together. If you were uh, here early for, one, for our team huddle, you would have heard Rachel share just an absolute fantastic encouragement on together because we are better together. I know some of you are introverts and you think you're better by yourself. Well, you're not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm better together, even though I may think sometimes I just want to be by myself. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being by yourself. But that's, if you're always by yourself, you're not better. Right? You're not better. You probably need to go see Linda and have a set up a counseling appointment and, uh, you know, to not, not be alone. Right? But to grow. We're better together. But we're not just better together, we're stronger together. Right. We're stronger together. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 30 says, How can one man chase a thousand or two put ten thousand to flight unless the rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? Now, this verse, you're going to put it in proper context. This is actually a, a verse where when uh, the Israelites were being chased down, or saying, hey, you're chased down because God's given up on you. You've, you've run away from God. You've left God and you've lost your ability to succeed. You've lost your ability, your supernatural ability to do more than what you can do by yourself. But let's think it through a little bit. The opposite of that is with God, one can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000. Now, I don't know about you, but there's, there's a mathematical equation. How many of you are good in maths? I, by the way, when did we stop calling it math and now it's maths? I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually understand the maths. It's always, uh, it's never been math because I'm older than you. So it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was math before you were born. It was math before, help me out, Rick. Help me out. Yeah, Bob, help me out. Okay, it was, okay there's a few here. Okay, we're getting that. Yeah, okay. Oh, this is good. You guys are getting into this now. Now we're having fun. All right? <laughs> I see you're helping me. We're going to have some fun. So let's look at this formula here. 
with a Z. <laughs> with a Z. Let's look at this for one chasing a thousand. Okay, that's one to a thousand ratio. Duh. Uh, okay, two chasing ten thousand. That's one to what's the ratio? <laughs> Come on. One to a thousand, one by themselves, it's one to a thousand, that's the ratio. Who knows? Clayton. Clayton, uh, Clayton you better know. Or I'm, I'm not, you're not doing engineering for me then. If you, you, know, you better know. Okay, it's, it's one to 5,000. I'll help you all out here. It's, it's simple math. This is simple maths. Simple maths. One to a thousand, and then you got one to five thousand. That's the second ratio, right? So which is which is the better ratio? Which is which is uh, uh, more effective? Which is uh, accomplishes more? One to a thousand, or one to five thousand? Together. Together. <laughs> Whatever it is, together. The answer is together, right? Yeah. One to a thousand, or one to five thousand. Two together can do one to five thousand. Right? So you're stronger together. That's what I'm getting at. Are you getting it? It's, you know, all confused in the maths. <laughs> maths. It doesn't even sound right to my ears. Maths. Anyway, I'm going to go down a rabbit trail if I go down there. <laughs> the writer, inspired by God, Moses, writes his second law, Deuteronomy, before the people. Okay. This is right before, this is Deuteronomy, this is right before the people head into the, their promised land and they're going to have to take on the giants. They're going to have to take on some battles. So this isn't just kind of theoretical. This is intentional. God's saying, he said, I want you to know something. There's a principle here. Don't try to fight this battle alone. Yeah. Don't, don't try to go it alone because you won't be effective enough. You'll have a little success, but you won't be effective enough. Do it together. We're stronger together. Come on, everybody say, we're stronger together. We're stronger together. Say it again. We're stronger together. Oh, come on. I think most of you said it. Let's try it one more time, all right? We're stronger together. All right, we true. We are. And the third thing, let's, here, in, uh, here it says, in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, it says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Other translations might say, how can two walk together unless they've agreed to walk together? See, there's something about physically walking together, and if you think it through, just logically thinking through, if two people are going to walk together to the same destination, they have to have some degree of agreement. Right? I mean, if, if they're going to get to the same destination, they both have to have agreed that that's where they're going to end up with. Because if one person said, I'm not going there, I'm going somewhere else, they won't both get there. I mean, this just seems very logical. And Amos talks about this in the sense because we are effective together. So not that we're stronger, but we actually get somewhere when we go together. We actually accomplish something when we go together. I'm, I'm notorious, I gotta say, I admit this, I, I'm notorious for wanting to just do things by myself because it's easier and harder. And I don't get nearly as much done. 
I, I, uh, a, couple, uh, a week and a half ago or so, I had a motor in the back of my truck and I had to take some parts off it. And so my uh, grandson came to help my five, at that year time, five-year-old grandson came to help me. And uh, honestly, he did help. He did help. He took a couple bolts out. He managed to do that. I had to show him how to do that. But I, I'm, you know what? I'm not sure if I was more effective or not, but I had more fun. And uh, and then when we took then we took the we took the motor down to the recycling place and got paid for this motor we, and I handed him his pay for the day and that was worth everything. I, I handed him a five dollar bill and said, "Here's your wages." And he's like, "I'm close to dad's. Like my dad works. Just can we go see my dad?" Like he didn't care about seeing his dad. He wanted his dad to see what he had, right? Yeah, we're more effective. But let's keep this in mind. I, I want to have fun on the journey, too. It's, it's not all about the destination. It is about the journey as well. And being able to do that together and walking in the same direction. It's not nearly as fun when we're walking in two different directions, walking away from each other. Definitely not as much fun. But when we walk together, how many times when you're in a group and you're walking together and you're just having fun together to get somewhere, but the journey's fun. The journey's fun. Hey, church, we're going to have a great journey this year. We're going to have a great journey this year. And... And I, I'm a little longer than I want to be, but I want to just really, I just want to recap, recap this year of spiritual formation. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about it a lot during the year, but we, we just, I just want to see everybody get on board, everybody get involved. And so we've taken Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And we're moving forward this year in three areas, in wisdom, in stature, and in favor. And in wisdom is, uh, my, my heart is that, and I think you know this, but my heart is that every one of us would be able to be able to answer for the hope that, has, that God's given us. That we would be able to articulate our own answer for that, not just repeat a cliche. Right? And in order to do that, we need to have a solid foundation on some biblical beliefs. And so we're going to go through this year and we're going to get some solid, foundational, biblical, theological knowledge, wisdom, so that we can live out our lives effectively. And, and we're, we're doing that in a number of different ways, but the big thing is, is we're going to do eight series over the next year around some specific topics. We're starting next week, and we're going to talk about the doctrine of God. Uh, we're calling it God Unveiled. I'm excited about it. And uh, we're going to get a better idea about who God is and the mystery of God and all that so that we start with the foundation. We're starting with that because God is the foundation of everything we should know. It's not the Bible. It's not the church. It's, not, it's God. That, that's where it all starts. So we're going to talk about that. And, uh, and so uh, every time we're doing a, uh, a series, when we're doing one of those topics, there'll be a big idea that we're going to talk about that I'm gonna, that's going to be preached on Sunday. And then we're introducing, uh, coming back to midweek groups. And in midweek groups is the opportunity to go deeper. Now, I, I want you to know what I, I, I want to see happen in our groups is that we can ask the questions that we're going to ask anyway, but we're going to ask them together and walk through how do we apply this? What does that mean for my life? How, I, I don't understand this part of it. What, help me out. 
uh, that we can wrestle through that together and figure out how to, how knowing who God is matters in my life. Because knowing who God is should matter in my life. And in doing that, that we're going to build a foundational understanding in our own lives so that when we talk to somebody at work and they ask about God, we say, well, actually, this is how I've worked it out. This is what I understand. This is what the Bible says, and this is what I understand. Okay, so uh, we're doing that. In addition to that, and this I think is so cool, is C3 Kids is running the exact same topics with the same verses. And so when your kids come home from C3 Kids on a Sunday, they're going to have the same biblical knowledge as you have, and they're going to advance way faster than you. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, so you can talk about it at home. We want to make this uh, all pervasive in our lives. So you can talk about it at home. Uh, so that's that. And then, uh, and then I already mentioned this, that we've, uh, we're going to run a podcast uh, that'll be available. And there's some, it's just some extra uh, content in that Ask a Theologian, because I know there's some people in our church that really like to dig into the theology. For most of us, it's a little scary, but we're going to go into that. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll love that part of it, too. So growing in wisdom, so that's the intention. The big uh, mechanism, or the big tool that we're using to help bring that to you and to bring all that together is we introduced last week the app, our church app. And uh, in the church app, if you haven't already had a chance to look at it, um, you can sign up for groups there and then there's a group chat for a midweek group so you can talk about stuff outside of the Thursday night or Wednesday night or whatever night it is that your group meets. And you can chat about stuff, uh, you can plan things to do, all that kind of stuff. You can also uh, get the podcasts, get the prayer and fasting, get all that stuff. The, the app is going to be our go-to for pretty much everything. It works on an iPhone, works on a, uh, an Android, um, and um, yeah, it doesn't. I, we don't have to deal with BlackBerry, right? Like nobody, anybody BlackBerry? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Most of you are looking at me saying, "What's that? Is that maths?" Um, and uh, <laughs> so. Uh, everything's going to be in there. You can still get stuff on the church website. Don't you, There's lots on the church website, but a lot of the stuff we're just specifically putting to your phones because you use that, um, so that, that will all be there. So I encourage you to get that, and uh, I think uh, my wife said earlier there's the 800 number or 8, 888 number that you can text the word app. You'll get the link, sign up, good to go. Um, the, second, the second part of this is, so I said we're going to grow in wisdom, but we're also going to grow in stature. Here's what we want. Here's what we're trying to accomplish in this is we want to see every believer in our church be fruitful. Uh, John chapter 15, Jesus talks a lot about being fruitful, and, uh, which is having good fruit in our life and reproducing ourselves and, and being able to share. I know that for many people, myself included a lot of times, it's, we don't have the words or we don't know how to express what's in our heart. We don't know how to share, uh, even with other Christians, what we believe and uh, by laying that foundation, we're just, we're just uh, believing that we're going to be more fruitful. Okay, we're going to be more fruitful. One of the, one of the areas in which we're uh, just kind of a marker, a milestone along the way, knowing that we're growing in fruitfulness, is in baptisms. Because if you've accepted Jesus into your life, huge. That's massive. Your life is changing. Uh, but there's another step that you ought to take, and that's, say, that's saying, hey, I want everybody to know publicly that I'm part of the church, that I'm, I'm following Jesus, and that's called baptism. And if you've accepted Jesus and haven't gotten baptized, I, when you grow, 
you're going to step into baptism. It's a sign of, sign of, a sign of growth. And so we're going to celebrate baptisms. We want to do it as a church. So we have, we're going to have two conferences this year. Our first conference, if you haven't written it down, is April uh, 19th to the 21st. Holy Spirit Conference, Pastor Jake and Nicole, Pastors Jake and Nicole Sweetman from C3 LA are going to be with us. Uh, save the date. We'll get details as we go along. But we're, we're going to grow. We're going to reproduce uh, our own life. We're going to produce good fruit in our life. We're going to uh, grow in, in faith in different areas. And so that's the second part. And the third part, uh, just quickly, is uh, we want to grow in favor. So we want, we want to... Um, make an impact in the communities where we have church locations. Every church location is taking a different um, organization in the city to partner with. And what that means is that we're going to pray for them. We're going to uh, give our time as we can to them. We're also going to financially contribute to them. Uh, we, here in Kelowna, the uh, location team, like the leads, have not uh, dis settled on the partner yet, so you'd be welcome to suggest some stuff. They'd say, hey, we'd like to be involved in this. We'd like to help out with this. Because here's the reality. If we do it together, we can do more for them, through them. And we're not doing it. So uh, this is what I would say. Just be really careful. We're not doing this to get our name into the community. This isn't an advertising gimmick. This isn't marketing. This is the love of God. This is just us loving with compassionate love, courageous love, loving people because that's what Jesus would do. And so we're not going to do this. That's why we're not setting up something to say, hey, this is the day that C3 Church does that. We're just going to be involved with the community partner and do stuff with them. We're going to give you more information on that as we get it. But one of the things like you can see, and if you haven't already known about it, is we've been raising or we've been gathering uh, breakfast staples so that we can uh, help Metro Community Church who feeds, uh, I, I don't remember how many people right now they're feeding every morning uh, who normally live on the street. And um, yeah, uh, so we're, we're uh, providing breakfast staples. Be part of that. Um, we can do more when we do it together. Um, we can be more effective when we concentrate our efforts on a few small things, then we get more done. So that, that's, again, just a bit of the, the vision or trying to just share the vision for the year. So here's, here's what I want to say as I close. And this has been way longer. I preached two messages this morning. <clears throat> Thanks for being patient and, and a little bit of fun sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet, I do encourage you to get on the app. If you don't get on the app, you're still going to heaven. Well, as long as you know Jesus. Fair, yeah. Um, however, the app is going to give you information that's going to help us move together in the same direction. So I encourage you to do that. Second thing is I, I'm really encouraging you, although you're going to get good preaching good information on Sundays, you're going to grow a lot more if you get into a group. Uh, a group is a place where we wrestle together and we apply the things to our life that we wouldn't be able to any other way. So I'm encouraging you to get into a group. That's a, that's a, that's a big thing. So those are the two things. Just get the app, get in a group, and commit to the process 
and, and I, I kind of want to say it this way. I'm not sure if it's the right way, but I, I want to guarantee that if you show up on Sundays, listen to big ideas, get into group, wrestle those things through, that you will not be the same person the end of 2024 as you are today. You will have a foundation and you'll be able to share your faith. You'll be able to give an answer for the hope that's in you in a way that you haven't been able to before. It's going to be profoundly different. You're going to grow. Uh, people around you are going to see the difference. And so I challenge you to do that. And uh, as together, we walk into this year of spiritual formation. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.